I'm Paddy O'Gorman, and you're welcome to Paddy's Podcast. In this podcast, I'm standing outside a social welfare office, an Intreo office, as these are now called in Ireland. The office I've been to is at Bishop Street off Angel Street in the South City Centre of Dublin. This man was having a smoke outside before going in. He was encouraging to me on my plan to take up podcasting. Starting a podcast, will you not? Yeah, absolutely. I love the podcasts. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Well, they made me retire in January, and so I'm going to... I'm, I'm just interested you're saying that, yeah. But uh, you were here at the entry office. How did you get on there? Yeah, uh, I was just get... about to go in myself now, All just right. to get a temporary uh, doll card. And why did you lose one or something? Uh, now I'm waiting on my free travel pass. See, I had an injury last month, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. And how are you? Ah, it's all right. I'm doing well now, yeah. And you'll get a free travel pass? Well, free travel, yeah. It's yeah. disability, the DA. So you're going to be out well, of work? I'm entitled to uh, 208 euro. Mm-hmm. I'm entitled to a phone. I'm entitled to TV license. Right. There's all this stuff you're entitled to. Mad, yeah. yeah. I'm sure you'd you'd rather have not had the accident though. Yeah. And how are you after your accident? Oh grand, yeah, thank you for asking. Well, what happened to you please? Uh, I got involved with uh, the guard aid. It hit me head too hard off the ground. I cannot remember. You had an accident anyway yeah. and, and you don't remember? No, know? I don't remember. I had a fractured skull and a bleed on the brain. Do you mind if I notes you have you have a cigarette there, yeah? Yeah, I have a bleeding joint, that's all I do. A joint, yeah. Joint. But yeah. well, I, I think it should be legalised. How does it make you feel now the bit of dope there? Uh, there's all different kinds of weird nowadays. Mm-hmm. Some ways make you feel the head, you get heads down off and then sometimes you barely feel your legs, it feels like a walk down nothing like it feels like a walk down pillows like, that's mm-hmm. my experience anyway but then you get you can get paranoid mm-hmm. very paranoid off yeah when you had your accident were you intoxicated uh, in any way i was yeah the drink or drugs or uh just drugs just just, drugs. just a few joints of steven's cream i hope you recover okay yeah, yeah thank you yeah. Yeah. people might turn up at social welfare offices when they have emergency costs to meet This man was here for help with a bill that he certainly wouldn't have seen coming. The man's speech is sometimes hard to understand, but he has a shocking story worth listening to. Here at the Intrio services, how did you get on this morning, please? Well, how be okay because of the funeral. The funeral? Are they going to help you with the funeral costs? What help do you hope to get? How do you make some clothes and meat? Clothes and wreaths, did you say? Is it somebody close to you? I'm very sorry. Your sister must have died young, yes? She got stabbed down by the moon. She got stabbed? Yeah, 12 times. Oh, I'm so sorry, sir. Mm. I know about th- that case. Yeah. 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 And the guards are investigating it. I'm very, very sorry. And um, mm. for the loss of your sister. And investigations are ongoing into the murder of that man's sister. Here's another person I met looking for help with funeral costs. In this case, the funeral was some months back. My mother actually died on the 22nd of March. Right. And I put in for a clo- funeral clone grant, um, and I think it was about three days later, mm-hmm. I got an appeal form. 
and now I have to get other, another appeal for him. So this is my third time appealing right. for a clothing warrant. So now I have to get a letter off my doctor to say that I'm not well. And right. you wait, as fuck, you waiting from eating and comfort right. eating and being depressed. So now hopefully I'll probably get one on the grounds of that because I'm living in the homeless situations as well. So yeah. it's getting harder. Clothing grants for a funeral—that's one of the things you can you can get help with, is it? When yeah, a yeah, you're supposed you're supposed to be entitled to a, a mm-hmm. clothing grant for a funeral, especially if it's your mother, or brother, or sister. Right. But um, I don't know why they're just refusing. And so you, you applied, you didn't get it, and uh, they sent their forms asking, "Have I a bank account?" Which I don't. Yeah. Am I in the credit union? I am at the credit union, but I've got a loan for we uh, still for a deposit for a house on mm-hmm. Christmas, so now I can't get another one till Christmas. Yeah. So I wasn't able to get a lend off them for a clog grant, so I had to nice. appeal it to the social welfare. I'm very sorry the loss of your mum. Thank you. Um, but I tell you, it's getting harder to try to get help off the social welfare, it's even with the Vincent Paul. Mm-hmm. They don't even help you the way they used to. What happened in life that you did end up? Is it health reasons or that you ended up needing help? So I had a home yeah. and I had three boys and my partner took his life. And I ended up very suffering with bad health, mm-hmm. very depressed. And my windows departed. I lived down Blanchard's now. My windows bit. kept getting smashed all the time. The lads that lived on the corner where I lived, they were all drinking there. Mm. Every weekend, my windows would be getting smashed, so I had to surrender my home. Because you were a person on your own. I was on my own with three kids. Mm. And one of my boys was only six, he was pulling his hair out with his nerves and that, so I couldn't get a transfer. So I was 10 years before I would have got a transfer. So what did you do? I surrendered my home. And where did you go to live? I ended up having to move into the homeless hostel. With the three lads? With the three. I end, I end up having a daughter then. I had three boys and a girl. And they're in their 20s. My young ones, my daughter's 18. My boy, my eldest is 27. But they were in the hostels with me until they were doing their junior cert and their leaving cert. Right. They couldn't leave. They couldn't bring them to the hostels anymore. There's too much pressure on them trying to study and all. So. Of course. God. Yeah. You've been you've been through a lot, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Too much. And yeah, your 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 partner as a man had his own problems, obviously. He was an it. addict at he was an addict at the time from a young age, which hid it very well. Oh, but it was very well for me and his mother. I lived with his mother for a while when mm. my mother moved to England. But um, yeah, it was just yeah, it was hard. Right. When will you know if you get the clothing grant or not? Well, I'm going to fill the forms out and get a letter off my doctor to yes. say about me, me health and that, and 10 to 14 days, okay. I'll know. And the funeral was a couple of months ago now, um, at this stage? So yeah, it was, yeah, it still feels like it was yesterday. Like, right. Yeah. In your mother's time, was there more work for people in your mother's time? Was there more jobs? My mother used to work in the fish factories, the in the hospitals, so I was cleaning in the hospitals, and mm-hmm. she used to look after her own mother and that, so. And, and your dad, I'm just thinking in times gone by. My with dad was mostly in time, most time in prison. Was he? Yeah, he was an arm driver. I see, okay. Yeah. So we had a heart. How did you get on at the entry of service there? What happened? Oh, everything is okay. I need to bring uh, some documents every every week. And are you living in Ireland very long? Uh, no, one month. One month? And yeah. you're from where, please? Uh, Ukraine, Kiev. From Kiev? Yeah. Okay, well, obviously yeah. people will know Kiev is in the news <laughs> a lot. So. Uh, yeah, but what we can do. <laughs> yeah, okay, well. <laughs> my parents, my parents in Kiev, yeah. They're no. still in Ukraine? I'm, only I'm here, yes. Will you try to get them out, or what are you uh, going to do? Now they don't want to move, like, they want to live in, in his country, like. Yeah.
Does it make you very sad to have to leave your home country? Of course, <laughs> of course, I want to come back, but um, yes, okay. but not now. Maybe a little bit later. Yeah. Right. You're watching the news and you're very frightened. I'm sure. Every day, like yeah. Every day. Try to help army, my parents, uh, like money. I can like because now it's we have uh, no uh, good economics, and here I can like pay for something for my granny for my mothers and parents and back in ukraine yes back in ukraine yeah and you'll be helping them out of course of course <laughs> will you be able to work here in ireland uh, yeah i'm working are you may i know I'm the kind working. of work you've got yeah i'm like uh, i have three days working like uh, waiters in a restaurant Look, I really hope things work out um, better for you. That you know, someday there'll be better news from your home. Country. I believe it so much. Yeah. In Russian, I can say "спасибо." Yeah. In Ukraine, it's "дякую". Yaku is thank you. Yes. Well, yaku. Okay. <laughs> thank you a lot. <laughs> How did you get on this morning at the entry office, please? Not very well at all. I went in to complain because I, I was given a two-bedroom apartment by the Sony community. I've been homeless for ten years. Now, they awarded me two thousand euros. That's to buy floors, beds, because my son is with me as well, beds, washing machine, cooker, fridge, bed clothes, curtains, utensils, like kitchen utensils. And I said, that's not enough. I said, I know a single person that got, that got a one-bedroom apartment, mm -hmm. and they got three and a half thousand. Right. So I want to appeal it. He said, come back tomorrow. Right. And you can speak to one of the... Whatever I called. Community welfare yeah, community officers. Welfare yeah. Officer, yeah. And so you're in a place and you'd want to get it fixed up, obviously. I want to get it fixed up, yeah. yeah okay. And the floor itself is costing 1500 okay. And that's for the whole place because it's a blank shell. Yeah. And then the cooker is another 400 washing machine another 400 Right. Fridge another 250 whatever. Oh. And then curtains and then bed clothes and, and then the beds. So I don't know what I'm going to do. If I get the floor down, I'll be sleeping on the floor because I won't have. I want the money for beds. And have you gone about getting the cooker and the and so on? No, we only got rewarded today. Right, you got awarded it today. Yeah. Right. And how will that be paid to you that two thousand? It was put into my post office account. Right. I'm current account. Okay. Put into that. Now, I've never had that much money in it. You know, it's great. But I just said it's not enough mm -hmm. because I priced everything. I brought them in all the prices and stuff, and I need. So I'm gonna have to call back tomorrow. Okay. So I'm just a bit. I'm a bit annoyed now at the moment, so... You must be glad, though, to be getting a place, aren't you? Oh, I'm happy. Yeah. But, I mean, I have to buy beds, I have to put a floor down, I have to get a cooker, a fridge, a washing machine, you know? Two-bedroom apartment. Yes. It's like on Blasen Street, and, but it's just blank. I mean, it's just... It's concrete floors in it, so I have to put wooden floors down, or lino, whatever, you know? Whatever the cheapest is now, I suppose. You've been homeless for ten years, sir, yeah? yeah. And um, how has that been for you? Tough. Very tough, you know? May I ask you please, how did you become homeless? Oh, it's a long story. I don't have time for it now. Listen, I'm going to have to go soon. I'm sorry. All right, look, thank you. How did you get on this morning, please, in the, uh, in the, in the social welfare? Um, not bad. Mm -hmm. Not bad. Could be better. Right. Um, Could be better. Um, Q, 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 Q. And may I know the reason that you were in there? Oh, well, I just wanted to have a word with the relieving officer. Yeah, and what did he say? You don't get to see him. You don't get to see him. I had to write down a letter to... to Discuss uh -huh. this case, you know. Right, and there was a time that you would get to see a relieving. Oh yeah, you would. It? Yeah, since uh, the COVID, everything has changed. Right. I I believe that. And so, what's going to happen? You answer what's yeah. going to happen. Well, you put in an application in, and hopefully, we're going to play next week. Hopefully, with inverted commas, right. large ones. And um, may I know what it is you're applying for? I told them out. For yourself, yeah. Yeah, I lost two stone in weight because of uh, rheumatoid arthritis. So uh, 
I'm entitled to a clothing rent, you know. I'm mm-hmm. on the disability. So and what do you, what do you think is going to happen then? Uh, well, I hope I get it. If I don't get it, I don't. If I do, I do. Right. And did you put the weight back on? No, no, no. I was, um, what was I, 15, 14, yeah. 14 stone. Right. And, and I lost two stone. You, you don't look too skinny anyway now, do you? No, I don't want to uh, lose any more now. Well, I don't want to put right. any more on. So you don't know if you'll get the clothing grant or not? I don't know. How did you get on in the social welfare services, Emily? Uh, today I was supposed to have a meeting, but the meeting's not till Saturday. I suffer with uh, agoraphobia. I, sh- I shouldn't even leave the house. And yeah. I always walk, I, 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 I always have jobs. It's just any time I have to sign on here, I get grief over. Now I start work tomorrow and all in the morning. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. seem well. As I'm on my medication. All oh, right. Yeah, that's it. That's why I'm smiling. Most of the time, I'd have me hood would be up like that, and I'd be walking through the street. I would. My God. I don't talk to anybody. No, I'm very antisocial. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you have a nice manner. You like you have a good yeah, manner. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm a good person. Like it's, yeah. uh, it's not like that. It's just, it's just a uh, suffer bad, bad with my mental health. That's it. I and see. then they send you to C Tech and Intrios and things like that. I've, uh, I've a V Tech level four. Uh, it's a merit for preparation for work. I know what I'm doing to get a job. Yeah. I don't need to go to these places. I don't need training services or anything like that. Right. I'm well, I'm well up or educated the whole lot. It's just any time I come here to, to sign on. If I lose a job and come here to sign on, I always end up getting knocked over, getting poked here, there, left, right, and centre. And then you get addicts that don't work a day in their life, and they get and they get the money every day of the week. I get it every Wednesday. So why did they call you in this time? They call me to, to make sure that I'm looking for work. Yeah, if I don't if I don't go in, I'll be cut off for will yeah. I'm sorry for holding you up, sir. Just for listeners who hear this, can you explain agoraphobia what that is? It's a, 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 it's a suffering of uh, of being outside in the open and just a genuine talking to people. It's, it's a complete social anxiety. Absolutely, like I don't even go to shops. Like it, it takes me like six, seven weeks to get a haircut. I only got my haircut yesterday. Yeah, I just I literally don't don't move outside the house whatsoever. I only want me shopping, that's it. I get me shopping once a week and then back to the house. But if I have a job, I mean, the head is, the head is occupied and so that's why I always walk. My late father had agoraphobia, but I remember when he'd be bad with that, he'd make sure I was with him going to a shop. Yeah, I do that as well. Yeah, no, I have a, I have a girlfriend, she comes with me everywhere. She's going to she's meet me at the end of the road now to say that I do all right. So, yeah, yeah, it's the same. Yeah, it's, But you feel like a child, you know. Having to be uh, having to be comfort around the town. She loves you very much, doesn't she? Yeah, she really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you always had? I, I've always suffered with it. Yeah, since the age of like 12, 13. But uh, I only came to terms when I was like eighteen. Like then, then it was when I went to the doctor. Then it, and psychologists and things like that. Then. So it makes it hard for you to work in a lot of types of jobs, does it? No, yeah, yeah, no. In, in social jobs, like uh, I worked in Liffey Valley, it was very hard because there's so many people around me. But if I'm in a factory or anywhere like that, because mostly all I do is clean. I'd rather clean because you're left on your own to do your own thing. So that's that's what it is. So I'm not vocal with people. I know I know I'm speaking well now, but. Just one I don't like I don't, I don't like I can't bullshit a conversation that's what it is if it's not serious I, I don't need to talk so cleaning jobs suit you it's, uh, yeah 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 and I'll walk every day of the week I will it's just I don't know it's just hard for me to point them sometimes thank you very much thank Cheers you then bye bye at the entry office here how did you get on this morning please um yeah it was fine um they've been very supportive um I was self-employed for three years but Covid took a hard turn for my business, so 
I then went on welfare and I got a course actually through the welfare office. So um, I'm studying at the moment and that finishes in November and then I get put on placement with that. And tell me about COVID, that was difficult for self-employed people such as yourself. Yeah, it was because I used to do a lot of farmers markets and tastings and stuff and obviously that all wasn't allowed anymore. And even when it was, it was very cold because you can't really talk to people the way you used it before COVID because everyone's a little bit afraid to have any chats and everything. So it was harder, but um, yeah, so I just took the decision to close it during that time which was hard yeah farmers markets are great fun i'm glad that they're getting back up again you know yeah i'm glad they're opening up again now but yeah i don't know if i'd reopen the business now because that was it's very hard to be self-employed so especially i think ireland doesn't really back self-employment that much or small businesses Mm -hmm. even for like i had a few grants from the leo but you have to use the money a specific way and it's it's quite hard to leo remind me please a local enterprise office all right okay so I had some grants for my business for that, but it's very hard to make it because the more money you make, the more insurance you have to pay, and then right. the higher the price, especially in the city centre in Dublin, it's hard. You were doing farmers markets, tasting and so on. Um, yeah. And do you think you'll ever get a business going again? Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I would maybe in a few years after I, I work in industry for a bit and save right. some more money. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I would like to. I like self-employment, so. Right. Yeah. If I could make it work, it would be great. Well, yeah. Look, you're very good. Okay. <laughs> very noisy talk, you know. Okay. I tell you, um, would you please uh, give get me on Facebook or whatever? If you do get anything going, please, will you will you um, will you call me? Yeah, or? for sure. I will definitely. Look, you're very yeah, kind. Absolutely. Look, do you want me to put your name to that, or would you rather not, or? Uh, don't worry about it. Like, okay. No, I suppose so. Look, there, there's stigma about being on social. So well, that's why I was just. Yes. It's like I've I've recorded you saying yeah, that. Now, do you okay. mind me saying? And no, you go no ahead, there Jeff. is because it's. I mean, I have, I have three degrees to my name, and I'm still unemployed, which is I shouldn't be in this place. I feel now, but. Right. And there is stigma. Like I, I don't know. I, it's, it's not fun to say that you have to go sign on and everything, you know. So. Yeah. I, and I have, I've never done that before, so it feels like I'm in, yeah, I shouldn't be here at this point right. of my life. On the other hand, you would have paid taxes in your life, and I'm yeah, sure your mum yeah. and dad paid plenty yeah, of taxes, yeah, you know, yeah. so it's not like, you know, yeah, you're not yeah. going for something. That's I mean, true, yeah, right? yeah. And the stigma you feel still, or you, it is there? I think it feels a little bit like, I don't know, it's embarrassing in a way. I feel a bit embarrassment about, because I feel like I'm educated enough to get a job, but I just can't find a job that I... I don't know, I enjoy, especially because I, I did an arts background, so it's very hard to find any job in arts. So the, the course I'm doing at the moment is computer science, so right. I feel like I will get a job from that, okay. you know. <laughs> it's not, I studied history and economic yeah, history 40 history years ago, well. yeah, yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what did I got jobs in the civil service and then... That's in, all, yeah, all my friends are in the civil service. And then in RTE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now I'm retired, so you can, I'm inventing, trying to reinvent myself yeah. as a podcaster, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's very good. That's okay. really interesting. All right. Yeah. And people talk to you if you have a dog. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right. That's why. Yeah, and I have. <laughs> they trust, trust you with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I wish you every success. Okay, Thanks so thank much, you. Yeah. Uh, you were just into the entry. Yeah, I was, yeah. How did you get on this morning, please? Okay. Satisfaction. Sometimes, not all the time. And why do you have to call in there? Uh, because at the moment I'm looking for, I'm a single mother mm-hmm. and I'm looking for work and I'm only doing training at the moment. Right. And it just happened to tell me that I get a certain amount of money from me and my 17 year old daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not very keen, but I suppose I have to survive. Right. But I'm hoping, I don't, I don't want to be on the social welfare at all. Right. I want to be out there working, I want to be working and getting social welfare. Like yeah. last time I was on social welfare would have been four years ago. Mm-hmm. I was working all through my whole, when my, child's, my, my children grow up. 
And you're, there's a training unit around the corner yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, I'm training for a company called Jerry Court. Okay. Cleaning company. A cleaning so, company? Yeah, because yeah. I worked for a cleaning company for 16 years, Grove, and a cleaning company. Are you glad being sent on the training? or do you think uh, Yeah, I'd rather. Because yeah. I can't, I don't like being sent at home. I don't like being, yeah. I like being active. You know, of course, yeah. Like being out doing something. At 48, though, it must be difficult to retrain. It is. It is. It's very hard. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you have uh, girls growing up, yeah. 22 and a 17 year old. So. And did you raise them both on your own? I did. Yeah. Uh, was that tough? Very, very tough. I was in a lot of uh, places trying to get that help. Mm. I won't go through details, but I got there in the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What I'm thinking, like, I have. It seems to me the toughest thing to do would be to raise children on your own working. Yeah. I, I found it very difficult now when my kids were younger, mm. try, try, especially trying to get social welfare. Yeah. It was very hard because I was living in women's refuges, so it would have been hard for me to get social welfare for my two daughters. Now, thank God, I, I did well, I raised them. Well, yeah. I just went two and 17, so. And you had to raise them in a refuge? Uh, yeah, yeah, for three and a half years, two refuges. Right. So then I had to go look for somewhere to stay as well. Right. So it was very hard. But the people that did help me was Focus Ireland. Good. They were very yeah. good to me. Yeah, they were. They did very well for me now. Yeah, they did good. very good for me. And they helped you. Yeah, they got me. They got me back on my feet. You know what I mean, and helped me with my girls. Right. I did some training with them as well. It was called one parent family when it was called one parent family. Mm -hmm. Social welfare was, right. and they got me back on my feet. So, I'm keeping going since. To focus on now, they were very good to me. And women's aid were very good as well. Women's aid were very. Good. The partner wasn't very friendly. Mm -hmm. He was. A long story, but okay. I won't go details. Sure, yeah, well, people yeah, will yeah. understand. I won't go on. So you had to you raise them on my own. Your own life yeah. now? Yeah, be I'm gone. having You're my own life and travelling now. Like, oh, no one getting. I, I only came back from uh, Spain mm -hmm. two weeks ago with, with friends for my birthday, and uh, it was great. Way it was yeah, it was something I really enjoyed going. I travel oh, a lot right. now. Yeah. Just get me life now, you know. Being single is like, yeah. starting a new life all over again. Do you know what I mean? Would you like to meet somebody for uh, love? Or? Maybe one day, but... You know, we don't know. We don't know. They say, uh, my father would dress us all, he'd say, look forward, don't go back. At the entrail office here, how did you get on this morning, please? With the staff in the sense that this, the, um, I forgot the name, the Kenzo Centre here in, in the, the Angel Street. Yeah. Centre here in Angel Street. Very good, very lovely people. Uh, they help you all they can. Mm -hmm. You know, they get, a, they get a few people that'll be upset over the queues and stuff like that. But you yeah, have to have patience in, 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 to, to gain. Uh, what's your entitlement? Like you know, yeah. Paddy, like, you know, we have a great country and and keep it that way and and you it know. Just you, you're still wearing a mask, you know. Yes, even though Paddy, you, yes. You, you still, what, well, where I'm at to come from, I'm, I'm at to come from a clinic in Cork Street. Yeah. And it's a it's a place for a, an addiction service there at Cork Street, mm -hmm. and they're all wearing masks. Isn't it? I see. Uh, it makes it easier for me to yes, listen Paddy. if you don't mind taking down the mask. No problem. It's just easier to hear you now. Oh, no, but a Paddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so how long have you been unemployed now? About 15 years ago, Paddy. And they wanted me to come off me, um, me doll paint. Mm. It was so, it was one of the superintendents. Yeah. This is a hotel. Like a this was a hotel job? This is a hotel right? job, kitchen powder. Yeah. Of course, Liam would come off. That's, me, that's my name, Liam. Yeah. Would come off because... There wasn't enough until one quid from three in the morning, in the midday, in the early hours, mm -hmm. to six in the morning, early hours, to three in the afternoon, two hundred quid a week, right. from Monday to Friday, right. and three weeks later, Liam, you'd have to come up and do your um, come off the door and, and, and accept what we're paying you. Right. Oh, shit, give us a give us a chance, give us a break, yeah. lads. Two hundred quid, six in the morning, three in the afternoon for the whole week. Right. I squint Saturday sometimes, you know. Right. Or uh, ah, that's gone but back. I got back a long time ago, yeah. you know. 
so 15 years ago. And does it get you down being unemployed? Of course it does. I see a lot of people. I see a lot of people unemployed. Of course it gets me down, like, you know. Like, oh, how could I put it to your paddy? Right. Like, I've been interned an awful lot during my young life, from 14 years of age up to about 30 years of age, paddy. Like, you know, from being in trouble with the authorities yeah. over the years, fraud, no insurance, in, in, in cars and stuff like that, you know. Right. Nothing serious, like, you know. You're a man in your 50s now, it's I'm 56 now, paddy, right, you know. Yeah. So that was, that, I'm going back about, I'm going, I haven't been in trouble in 20 years now. Right. So I was just, and I, I'm afraid it was priceless, paddy. Right. Freedom was priceless. It would have been St. Patrick's Institution. Of in course, Shane Gannett, Casson, Shane Kill, St. Patrick, Michael's in Lardens, oh, um, St. Patrick's in North Secular Road, Mount Joy J in North Secular Road, Shelton Abbey, Arklow. Ah, oh, yeah, they're all there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like you've open prisons and all, you know. Right, but you're older now. And of course, yeah. And of what course. happens that you change in your life? Oh, the drugs get a hold of people that blocks out what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They haven't got control of their mind. And you've no direction in life then. Yeah. Or you have control of your mind and your eyes will open up for you slowly and you can look around you mm-hmm. and see if you're doing wrong. How oh, well, am I doing wrong here? Mm-hmm. And you have to tell yourself where you're coming from. You know, yeah. do you want this kind of life um, behind steel doors all the time? Yeah. Or do you want their freedom and walk around and talk to people? As no, it doesn't cost a shilling to be nice to people. It doesn't cost a dollar, one dollar. To be nice to people at the party. Do you reckon, and people said this to me, that smoking the dope can make you paranoid? Oh, yeah. indeed. Oh, indeed. Yes, yes. Right, okay. It works with some people. Some people will smoke dope and they go around laughing all day. Yeah. They laugh over 10 air. Some people will smoke dope and they'll forget where they're after putting their cigarettes. And it'd be, so, it'd be beside them in their pocket all the time. Right. I'd be beside them in the, on, their, on their table beside them and, and they wouldn't realise And when you would smoke, what would it do to you? I'd be deadheaded. I wouldn't know what, I wouldn't know what day it was. Right. I'd be, okay. uh, what you're saying to me, it was depression that led you into trouble, oh, you think? Cannabis so? resin and, and illegal substances and stuff like that. Shoe polish and stuff like that years ago. Right. It's a shoe polish. A shoe polish, but you used to snip it years ago. Oh, damage the head. Right. You hear banging in your head and like, oh, you're going like a zombie, you know. And I can remember him. Glue sniffing was the That's thing. Correct. Yeah. And you decided to leave all that behind you? I did, Paddy, yes. I have yeah. four lovely children growing up, all walking. Mm-hmm. I have seven grandchildren all living around me here in the rest of the house. I'm over here in the rest of the house. Yeah. I'm on my own. My me brother-in-law's office has been now and again. There's my brother-in-law there, David. Hello, David. Paddy, say hello to Paddy, David. How are you doing, you know, David? Okay. He, he drops into me now and again, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'm living there about 10 years. Right. And the wife was up there reading. Okay. Otherwise, I'd all doing great, Paddy. Listen, okay, look. Anyway, so you've got... Garman. <laughs> a Japman. A Japman. A Japman. People I met attending the social welfare office at Bishop Street off Angel Street in the South City Centre of Dublin. That's it from this edition of Paddy's Podcast. If you'd like to be notified of future episodes please subscribe to the series and leave me a review. It really helps to create awareness for the podcast. If you'd like to get in contact or learn more about the series, you can visit my website, paddiespodcast.ie. I'm Paddy O'Gorman. Thanks for listening.